0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to bonus opinions. That th- that was kind of an awkward intro, but I don't know exactly how to intro these episodes because this is a brand new show. That's right. Bonus opinions. What is it? Let me get straight to it. Well, bonus opinions is going to be like the title suggests. It's a bonus episode, but it's going to be a podcast only episode. There's no video component to it. Just going to record it and put it straight into all into, you know, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all everything like that. And I mean, what exactly is it? It's just, you know, it's just like I said, a bonus edition of the episode uh, of the most recent episode where I just I don't really know what I would talk about. I think it would just be a more personal episode. You know, it could be a bunch of different things. It can be like an after show of everything that's happened in the Empty Opinions brand universe, right? Uh, it could be so. Yeah, reviewing every all the content that's come out for empty opinions, but probably most likely this is gonna be talking to me talking about my personal shit. You know what I mean? Because like I think, uh, future episodes. I guess I should make this announcement right now because of the coronavirus. I'm kind of afraid I'm bringing guests guests in right for the moment. So until it dies down a little bit. This is going to be me for the future Empty Opinions episode. So that's an announcement. And yeah, there you go. Another reason, another thing that this uh, podcast or this show is going to be about, maybe just making announcements. And I guess just to keep in touch, to keep the show and the announcements kind of separate, right? If you want to know what's going on with the Empty Opinions, you know, uh, uh, brand, if you know what's, what's up with it, if you want to know what's up with me, right? If you care about me at all. It's just kind of a check just for me to talk because like, you know, should be pretty obvious to everybody that I love talking. So that's what this thing should be. But yeah, uh, that's what bonus opinions is going to be. Just a bonus episode. It's not going to be like before where I used to post two episodes a week, right? Like one by myself and then one with a guest. Um, I figured and then I was doing the whole thing. I was treating it like it was an episode. But I think I want to still do that kind of the same concept, but without putting as much effort into it, since it's just me, you know what I mean? Like the other is like official episodes This is going to be just more, more low key approach to it. Right. So that's what that is. Um, and yeah, I guess I can talk about, you know, this week, episode 62 came out. Uh, what was it called again? Episode 62, um, law of attraction. Uh, it was with city sister Diaka Theum, uh, that was a good episode. It was one of my favorite episodes, but just because the guest seemed smart (laughs) or not smart. That's unfair to say, but she seemed like she had stuff to say as opposed to other people. I mean, even in the episode, I was just like, you're a very good speaker, right? Because she was, and you know, the past guests I've had, I had to kind of pry shit out of them and they were kind of too cool. And I I didn't mind it at all, actually you know, it was what it was. I, you know, that's the thing about having a a bunch of different people. You get the spectrum of all humans. So, you know, in terms of the overall, you know, point of this podcast, it didn't, it wasn't too crazy. Right. But, you know, Diaka's episode, she certainly seemed to be smart. Right. So, uh, oh, and I just put the, the volume of this, up just in case everybody's like, what the fuck did I put my volume up? No, I just put my microphone sensitivity levels a little bit higher. Um but yeah that's what episode 62 I mean we talked about you know culture and providing for your parents. We talked about how you know nobody's really out of your league. Uh we talked about some of her book. She's a book writer and a poet. We talked about her for a little bit. We talked about a lot of stuff. I mean who gets to pay in a date who cooks and cleans a lot of that kind of discussion, which I found fascinating and definitely have my opinions on. And she did as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she, the way, I mean, she, it's always interesting hearing from an independent, strong woman and hearing their point of view on certain things. At least to me, but apparently that's not the, that's not the norm because I guess guys are intimidated by that. That was another thing we talked about. I think certain guys being intimidated by a woman with opinions That is fucking ridiculous to me. I mean, you know, I want the more, the more opinions are better, baby. That's why this (laughs) this show is called bonus opinions. But yeah, so that came out that episode. That was a really good episode. I enjoyed it. Then, um, I did a empty reviews gap started back up, but only on the YouTube, uh, feed right on the YouTube channel. That's where I want to be doing those reviews. And I did a review of the weekends after hours, which I loved. And, um, You know, I was planning on making more, right? I I was going to do a review of the platform, the movie on Netflix, and I was going to do a review of Childish Gambino's uh, new album, too. But, I mean, and this can lead straight into one of the topics. It's not really a topic, but one of the things I wanted to talk about. And I was just kind of too depressed to do it. And I'm realizing, the more I'm realizing sometimes when I lose energy to do anything, I think it has to do with just with depression. I think that that overcomes me and I'm just like, I don't want to do shit, right? Like I just get this sense of fuck everything, right? Or not fuck everything, but more like I don't have the energy to do that. I don't want to do that. Granted, some of that, some of that has to do with the discipline. I'm not a highly disciplined individual. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Now my mom's yelling on the fucking upstairs. Great. Hopefully you can't really hear it. You probably will. Who knows? Regardless. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. The reason I didn't record more empty reviews is it's just I've been kind of fucking not only depressed, but also like, you know, I haven't had the discipline. And that's something I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get in my brain. I want to become more disciplined and be consistent with certain things that I start right. But I just have to have a level of passion that overrides the depression, I think. Like the podcast is one of those things where like, I'm going to continue to do, right? Just because I've been doing it for so long, you know, consecutively. It almost feels like I missed one week and it's it's all over. So I'm going to continue the consistency, right? With the clips and all that shit. But it's just, you know, it's been been rough to try to get uh, motivation to do the empty reviews, right? And, you know, I'm just starting to realize that there's definitely some fucking chemical imbalance. I don't know what it is i mean i guess it is depression that would make sense but it probably i guess it could be anxiety and depression which are people mention it so much i'm almost kind of hesitant to call it the depression and anxiety because i don't people i don't think people know what those things can truly be to me they're just like oh people are just saying they have this just to have it right and with that mindset i don't even want to say that i have those things but i think you know analyzing my behaviors for the past like four or five years i think that would be what i've had right or what i have or even just you know negative thoughts that come to my head one you know now and then it's kind of crazy and i think one of the ways i would say my depression has fucked with me recently but you know probably led me to a positive observation is that I kind of I'm pretty sure now that I'm addicted to affection. And matter of fact, I'm gonna look up the tweet that I put out because I put out this tweet. And before I put out that tur- that tweet, I was just like, let's see how uh, personal I can get in the next tweet. And I got pretty personal. But the thing I enjoyed about this tweet, it was very um, succinct. Succinct. I don't succinct. Succinct. I think that's a word. I don't know. Can't remember. But the tweet pretty much just said. Um, I treat affection. I treat affection like a drug and I'm a drug addict. The little affection I get from her is enough to keep me around, even though she has a boyfriend. Right. And in that depression, right. I was just thinking, cause this girl that I've been talking to, she's one of those. And I mean, it's expected. It is what it is, but I mean, cause she's, that's just her personality and that's how she acts. Right. And we've come to agreement that that's just how she is. But I was feeling like kind of depressed, right. Or like wasn't feeling the love you could say. From her, because she hadn't contacted me in days, right? And you know, it it was one. Fun- she hasn't talked to me in days, which isn't new, by the way. Sometimes she goes on a lot of days without talking to me. But during those days, I kind of got depressed about that, and then I just started thinking, "What the fuck am I doing?" Right? Like with that situation, like why am I dealing with the situation? And then, you know, I kind of put it together that because you know she has a boyfriend, right? First of all first and foremost, she has a boyfriend, right? So it's not like she, even if she did, I mean, just in general, she sometimes has days where she doesn't want to talk to anybody. That's perfectly understandable. But even after those days, there's days where she's with him, right? Or is happy by he, she is being made happy by him. So then she doesn't talk to me. And I've real, that's another thing I'll go into a little bit of a tangent now. Uh, but that's another thing I realized that when I mean I've realized long a long time ago but it's become more clear to me especially with this girl where like she whenever her boyfriend isn't making her feel good or her boyfriend isn't checking up checking up on her she all of a sudden becomes really touchy feely with me or just very affection. She starts to give out affection, like she's fucking Oprah. You get affection, and yeah, you, you, the same guy I just gave affection to you. Get affection, and again, you guy. I don't give a fuck about anybody else. You, the one I'm staring at right now, you get affection too. She turns into Oprah with how generous she becomes with the affection she gives. Because again, she is very rare that she gives out affection. But I've realized because there was a, there's a vivid moment where I'm like, she was doing a lot, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And then I realized, yeah, her boyfriend hadn't talked to her in a while and she wasn't feeling satisfied. And I guess, you know, that's what she came to me for. I guess that's what a side fucking piece is. I'm definitely a side piece. And, you know, how do I feel about that? Not great. But going back to what I was starting to talk in the first place, I'm so addicted to affection that it's almost like a crackhead where he would do whatever just to get this little bit of crack. I'm the same way with affection where like, you know, obviously it's hurting me and it's fucking awful. The feeling of being a side piece, especially when you want more than that. Right. Especially when you can't really handle, let's say, two relationships at once. It's fucking hell. Right. For me, what's happening, the situation I'm in. But it's almost like it's worth it for the little bit of affection she gives me. Right. That's why I say I'm fully addicted to affection because, you know, it's uh, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Um, because yeah, like, why else would I stay in this situation? You know what I mean? Like, if I wasn't that fucking desperate for a little bit of affection, I wouldn't stand by the fact that she has a boyfriend, right? Like, I'd be like, no, you gotta give me all the affection, God damn it But she gives me this little bit of affection. She gives me a hug or says, I missed you. And it's like my fucking, you know, I get firm. <laughs> like the Joe Budden podcast would say, I get firm a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, for real, like it just t- turns my whole fucking soul up uh, on, I guess it turns my whole soul. Not only does it turn me on, it turns my soul on. Right. Even just saying I missed you and that kind of that's how in the and Then again, that's why it seems like it's affection. It's, a, it's a, um, addiction to affection. It's not, you know, it's not something that I like. You know what I mean? It's it's certainly not what I, well, you know, it's it, I, <laughs> I don't want that to be the case, but it is. And I don't know what the fuck it is. And you know what I was thinking about this too? Because I think this happens with girls too, but we call it daddy issues. So it's possible that I have daddy issues, but when have you ever heard of a guy having daddy issues, right? I've heard of guys having mommy issues, I think. Maybe that's what it is with me, but. No, I think yeah, with a guy, mommy issues is exactly what it is because it's like the mom is supposed to nurture the kid, right? So if you don't get that affection from somewhere, you're gonna lack it. I think that's something I want to talk to a therapist about if I'm able to fucking find one um, at a reasonably, at a reasonable fucking price, right? If I can find a, a, a therapist that can kind of dig into that with like why I'm so addicted to affection and I'm willing to do everything, you know, for this little bit of affection. Somebody saying they miss me or like giving me a kiss on the cheek. I mean, one time I was taking that girl home and um, I was just in a down mood and she like gave me a kiss on the cheek and then I dropped her off and like couldn't stop crying. It was fucking wild, right? And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, what, what What is that about? That's what I need to talk to a therapist about. And not only to know where it's coming from, I want to know how to work on it. Right. Because I have things that I definitely have to work on. For one, my discipline, for sure. That has to be one of those. But also just how to overcorrect this addiction that I have, how to cure this a- addiction. Right. And I've talked to like somebody who like those, you know, Kalu, Mr. Dos Santos, who I've had on the podcast twice now. You know, I've talked to him about it and he was just kind of saying you should probably just be friends with women. Right. But the problem is like friendship can carry a certain amount of affection as well. And I could treat a girl like a friend or the one. But like if we're such so such good friends, there's a little bit of affection there, just like a friendly affection. I'm going to fall in love with that girl. And that's because, again, I'm addicted to affection. So it's almost like I don't know what so that the staying friends with women only, that also has to do with my, um, discipline. I need to be more disciplined when it comes to that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. I, I don't know what I'm going to do about that, but, um, yeah, I'm going to have to work on it because, um, it's not good. I mean, let me see what Google finds. Let me see. Yeah, cause this is what the fuck, and I'm, you know, I don't, I didn't, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, but I'll try to keep these episodes are about thirty minutes, right? There's not, there's not gonna be an intro, there's not gonna be an outro, none of that, just me talking, and probably googling shit, just because you know that's the kind of environment that this, and I mean at this point, if you're still listening, I think you understand what this bonus opinions thing is not only offering up bonus content, especially for the people who only listen to the podcast, which is not a lot of people. Most of my listenership and viewership comes from YouTube because a lot of the people that listen to or even know about this podcast don't really listen to podcasts, right? So I have to put out the video component out there, but there's probably a couple of people that only listen to the audio or listen to the audio at all. And that's kind of who I'm making this for, right? And also to offer up more content because one of my strategies for Empty Opinions is to have exclusive content for every platform that it's in, right? So for YouTube, the the podcast is going to, the typical podcast episode will go up, but I would do something like empty reviews for its ex- exclusivity to YouTube. For the podcast, I would do, you know, this, bonus opinions. For, for, I mean, for just the audio podcast, I would just do this. For Instagram or Twitter, I would put out clips, right? Th- that are unique to those platforms you can't find anywhere else, right? I mean, even IG, I mean, for, for Instagram, I'm plan I'm going to have to do something with IGTV, you know what I mean? Because besides the clips, because the clips can be found on Twitter, I want something exclusive for IGTV. I think you guys are understanding what I'm talking about. Like some sort of exclusivity for every platform that you can find this thing on, every medium of the platform, I want to provide some exclusivity, but I get that takes some fucking work, but how did I even get into this? Oh, explaining what bonus opinions is right. It's an exclusive thing to the audio listeners only. And at this point, you should know that <laughs> what kind of show this is. This is an extra honest, like super honest about my personal being, and also kind of talking about maybe plugging certain shit like the podcast and all that. You know what I mean? Plugging all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, That's that's what bonus opinions is going to be. And I'm trying to think like maybe plugging like the podcast or call to action or certain things like that should be reserved to this one or should be reserved to empty opinions. I think empty opinions still going to have me, you know, telling people, go check out my guest's new song or check out, you know, the YouTube, all that stuff. I think I'm going to keep that there because that's where the most eyes, the the most uh, eyeballs are going to be. But I guess for this one, like I said, just recapping everything that's happened in terms of content. You know, the clips and stuff. And that's another thing I guess I want to talk about. You know, think, think out loud here. No, uh, I'm not talking about Ed Sheeran. So calm down. I'm talking about thinking out loud. Just, you know, what I'm, what I'm planning for this podcast. I think the clips. I think I'm going to have to scale down the amount of clips that I choose. Because the fact that I have to get at least five minute long clips. And then five YouTube clips. I feel like hurts the content a little bit, if that makes sense, because I've realized a lot of the clips that I've been putting out are fucking trash. They're not even interesting. There's one where I I mean, the the one where I'm talking about the way I see money and it's not probably wasn't even even that interested, right? Like I want to make sure the quality is still there for the clips. So I think I'm going to retool that a little bit and only make certain clips certain you know the clip has to be fu- the highlight of the episode for um for it to be put out there but the problem is i think everything in the fucking podcast is gold so i'm going to have to start like really i guess kill my darlings and choose only the best of the best so maybe like three vi- social media clips and then two youtube clip uh, youtube video Do- youtube video clips, like the longer clips, which I think those are interesting too. But again, they don't get the same amount of views that people for clips do on Instagram and and Twitter. Now it's interesting, but yeah, what I was going to do. Oh yeah. I was going to fucking look up, um, um, how to stop my addiction to affection. All right. Let's see what this says how to break the pattern of love addiction let's see psychology today i love psychology that's another thing we talked about in episode 62 just psychology in general and how interesting we find it all right let's see some people need a sense of security and worth from another person rachel you should tell an alleged mistress of tiger woods spoke openly about her addiction to love because of her participation in dr Drew's celebrity rehab for many people this may be the first they have ever heard about love addiction it is kind of the first time I've heard about it, but, you know, I had an inkling because, you know, my life, it's a prime example of it. Um This shit is taking me to take a quiz, you know, whatever. Let's see. Uh Whatever. Yeah, I'll take it. Why not? Nah, it's fun. Did you once think that if only someone loved you in that special way, you would be happy for the rest of your life? Yeah, I've definitely thought about that. I mean, I've definitely thought about, listen, if I can get a girl to love me this certain way. I'm good. And I mean that's kind of what happened with this girl that I w- I'm b- I've been talking about with the boyfriend before the boyfriend came back into the picture the picture and when they were separated she was giving me that kind of affection that wild affection I'm just like I'm going to marry this girl, right? Even I'm still thinking about that. That's how wild it is, you know, especially considering the like I think I get into I get into those type of thoughts whenever I'm in the middle of receiving the affection because it's what I want. So I'm just like, "Listen, if I can get this forever, This is it. I'm done. So yeah, I, yep. Question number one. Uh, that's a yes. I've thought about that. Were you or are you preoccupied with the notions of love as expressed in music, movies, and fiction? Yeah. I mean, I've I've talked about this before, but like one time I, uh, uh, not one time, but when I was watching stranger things, the finale, there was a point where like Destin and his girlfriend, uh, in quotation marks, they sing a song together. This is in the season finale of season three. Um, and, and that shit like broke me to the fact that I had to stop and just sobbing uncontrollably. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely look at the notions of love in music, movies, MTV and fiction. Uh, have you ever tried to talk yourself into loving someone you weren't particularly fond of because you needed the love now? Interesting. What does that mean? I'm trying to think of what that means. Have you ever tried to talk yourself into loving someone? Have I talked myself into loving someone? Because, um, I don't know. Maybe I think there was one relationship in uh, high school, like senior year, where I think that happened a little bit. Yeah, I would say maybe. I can't, I'm not too sure of it. Um, have you ever? Have you felt the need to prop up or do a total makeover on your partner early on your, early on in your relationship? Rather than admit that he, she wasn't right for you and end it. Total makeover on your partner early. What the fuck does that mean? Have you felt the need to prop up or do a total? Well, yeah, I have I don't know if this is what it's asking, but I've definitely had the thought of like, okay, this isn't what I want, but I can, but we can work on this, which I don't think is that bad of an idea, especially in relationships. But I don't know if that's what's asking. If that's what it's asking, yeah. If it's not, then no, I've never... Tried to do a total makeover on people. No, I don't think so. Um, I don't think I've been in a relationship long enough to realize that, actually. That's what's crazy. Have you stayed in a bad relationship or repeatedly returned to an ex-partner because you couldn't stand to be alone? I mean, that's kind of what happened with um, this girl that I'm... The girl with the boyfriend. So, yeah, that's a yes. When you are in a committed relationship, do you wonder if you choose the right person or fantasize about a lover from your past, thinking you should have kept them or her in the, and then you would be happier. No, there, there hasn't been anybody in the past, but I'm just like, that should have been that. that's a right decision. So no, that's a no. Have you used the word soulmate in reference to how love should be? No, because I don't believe in soulmates, but I do think there's people, there's definitely people you can connect with, um, on a spiritual level, but I don't think there's necessarily soulmate. Um, since age 18, two years ago for me, what is the longest period of time you were totally unattached and not fretting about a love interest? I don't think that's ever happened. I think there hasn't been one time where I was, that I was not fretting about a love interest. I've always had a love interest at all times in my life. So yeah, uh, there's no, there's no longest period of time. There's always been somebody. Yeah. It's never been a time where like I've never had a crush or like somebody I was genuinely interested in. Yeah. That hasn't happened at all. Yeah, I think we're starting to learn a little bit about myself, ladies and gentlemen. Um, are you able to take the time necessary to heal and do a thorough post mortem on a failed relationship before running out to find a new friend who quickly becomes a rebound lover? I guess not. But also the way I've seen it is that I don't think I've ever been in a relationship long enough. I don't think I've never been in an actual relationship longer than a month and a half. So it's never been a thing where like after it's done that I've like thought about a failed relationship for a long time or like tried to heal from it because to me there was just nothing to heal from. So, but maybe that's the wrong idea. Maybe that's, um, maybe I'm wrong in that, but I don't think a month and a half is really that long to fully heal. Uh, in that. But I mean, with the, with the girl, um, the girl with the boyfriend, after I stopped talking to her, I mean, I guess that one, that one, I was definitely kind of, it was a reboundish thing, but I went through a solid month though, where I'm like, I guess, I think I healed a little bit in that month, where I was just accepting the fact that she did this to me, but, um, um, but I don't think I have, you know, hasn't happened to me yet again, I guess, but if I were to guess if in the future, if I could do that, just take the time to heal, I don't think I could. And do you expect your lover to make you feel loved and lovable? Yeah, I think, is that wrong to expect that? All right, so I won't ask you to rate or your, or score yourself. You know who you are. I think, you know, and everybody listening to this knows who I am too. If you suspect you're a love addict, don't feel too badly about it. I was a, I was a member of the Love Addicts Club for a good portion of my life as well. I too was in love with love in love with love that might be instead of because i was thinking for the title of this bonus opinion i was thinking like um addicted to affection but i think in love with love is a better no addicted to affection is way better because it describes what it is it's not just i love love i'm like addicted to it it's like a drug i have built my career in this issue working with ordinary people who are lost when it comes to finding and sustaining a healthy relationship stuck in a cycle of pain and disappointment in others and in themselves. They believe that they just can't find the right one or that the early infatuation w- waned and they are no longer in love. I, I haven't experienced that, personally. Some jump from one relationship to another in search of what that wonderful feeling they once had. Haven't I don't feel like I've fully reached it. That's why I think I'm an addict, because I think I have. Others say, despite feeling dissatisfied, harboring secret thoughts of leaving cultivating emotional affairs or cheating from time to time, having no clue about the real problem. To be clear, this tendency can be defined in a general way as a, comp- as a compulsive and chronic pattern of using a substance or behavior for soothing, comforting, and or arousal as a means of medicating uncomfortable feelings. There it is. I think that's exactly what it is. People typically continue to use their drug of choice despite negative consequences. Okay, good. We're, we're getting into it here. By nature, we're all addicted to love, meaning we want it, seek it, and have a hard time not thinking about it. Okay, we, that's nice to know. We need emotional bonds to survive, and we instinctively seek connection, especially romantic connection. Okay, there is nothing dysfunctional about wanting love. That's good to know. Love, ad- love addiction, however, is a compulsive, chronic craving in or pursuit of romantic love, in an effort to get our sense of security and worth from another person. I think. Yeah, I think that happens to me a lot. I think I do try to get that from other people. During infatuation, we believe we have that security only to be disappointed and empty again once the intensity fades. I've thought about that. Like, what if the intensity of our relationship, like, fades? How would I feel? Or if it could even fade? I personally don't think, like, again, I've never been in a relationship long enough that I think I would have seen that. But I personally don't think it would fade for me. But... I don't know what that says about me. What does it sound like? that? All right. I'll keep my hands on the laptop. I think that's what's causing a little static sound. Um, the negative consequences can be severe. And yet the love addict continues to hang on to the belief that true love will fix anything. Yeah. I mean, would true love fix anything? Everything. I mean, I do kind of think that because I'm always seeking it. I think, yeah. Which I don't think is healthy at all. It's difficult to help help out those who are actually who actually develop committed relationships with two or more people at the same time. Uh yeah, that's not that's not me at all. What a dilemma. They really believe that the only problem they have is deciding who would be the best choice. That's yes, not me. The causes of love addiction are fairly easy to identify, inadequate or inconsistent nurturing Low self esteem. Okay, two for two. Absence of positive role models. Eh, maybe I guess the two and a half out of three for committed relationships. No, no, no. That no, no. Because my dad, I think it's uh, is my dad. A po- I, <laughs> that will be getting too much into shit. I should, probably shouldn't be sharing. This my dad. All right. Absence of positive role models for committed relationships and indoctrination with cultural images of perfect romantic love and happily ever after endings. Yeah. Do I focus on that a lot? Probably. I don't know. Unfortunately, knowing why you do. Knowing why you do it isn't much help. Oh, the fuck me, I guess. That's what I've been trying to figure out this whole time. Having the information or insight cannot change the unconscious drive to attach at all costs. Okay, sure. Well, fuck me then. Tell me how to fix it then. After the end of a bad relationship, my clients have said things such as, Wrong guy. I'll never do that again. I'm going to find someone who's nothing like this one. I'm not interested in dating. I just want someone to spend time with now and then. I'm going to go slowly next time around. Right. I've thought about the the third one. I've had that realization. Like, let me just chill. Here are a few truths about this compulsion, what is most likely to happen if you have not processed and grown from your painful experiences. If you're looking for the opposite of the last one, just remember that the opposite of sick is sick, true? When we rebound, we go to the other extreme and end up in the same place. I agree with that. I don't think I'm necessarily like that. Uh, Your new friend will be your next lover and it will turn out the same way the last one did. Yeah, that's what I've realized. I can't, I mean, yeah, just you can't really when you're a love addict I guess is what I'm gathering from this you can't really just have a casual friend for love it just doesn't work like that I agree and three just say you will go slowly doesn't work when hormones kick in infatuation starts making decisions infatuated love is blind yeah the fucking hormones in my head do not respect my will at all they do whatever the fuck they want the truth is wherever you go there you are okay I like that the problem is your pattern, not who you are with. Right. So how the fuck do I fix this? All right. Let's get into some solutions. Here are some initial steps for breaking the pattern of this compulsion. Stop what you're doing and stand back to observe your own behavior. Right. I, thri- I think I've done that. I've tried to do that. Take an inventory of your dysfunctional pattern, your current and past relationships. What, write it down. I'm going to do that. I'm going to write down all the things I do wrong. Be honest without blaming anyone else for your choices. Okay. Unless you are in a committed relationship, do not engage in any potentially uh, romantic interactions for at least six months. That includes no texting, emailing, online dating sites, hookups, introductions by well-intentioned friends and family. What the fuck? That's how I know I'm an addict. That shit sounds like a long ass time to not do any of that. Then again, I've tried to do to not do any of this stuff, and it turns out I'm a fucking undisciplined fuck. Um, as you, all right. So the first one, uh, there's a lot of valuable steps in there. I'm I'm definitely going to try to do the six months thing and, um, writing down shit that is wrong. As you list your inventory, look for the common themes in your relationships. Does there appear to be a similarity between your childhood experiences and your choices as an adult? If so, it is no accident. Yeah. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, one, I could say it's like, I always want some sort of reaction with the women I'm with. Maybe that goes with affection because I don't think, you know, there was a lot of times in my childhood with like, where like I would do certain things and nobody will react to it. And it would make me feel like insignificant a little bit Damn, this is getting deep, but maybe that has to do with the affection part. Like now that's the only way I can perceive people caring about what I have to say or do. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, this whole podcast is me feeling like nobody gives a fuck about what I say or think. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, definitely got to work on that. If you are not in a relationship right now, consider getting professional help with your self-evaluation before you begin your search again. If you're in a relationship, unless you're being abused, don't make any decisions or demands until you look at yourself honestly. All right. um, Professional help. What the fuck would professional help with professional help would be like a therapist? But again, that shit is too expensive. Ask yourself how life would be if you took responsibility for your own happiness, successes, and failures, and love yourself the way you want to be loved. That's such a weird concept to me, and that could be a whole other episode. What the fuck does loving yourself mean, and do I love myself? I have no fucking idea. It's like a fucking abstract concept that I can't understand, which means I definitely don't love myself. I think that's what that means. And how do I go about loving myself? I don't know. Too many questions. For another bonus opinion episode or just official episode. Who knows? Uh, five, make a plan and follow through daily. You will be lonely, sad, and frustrated at times. But in the end, you will have the most valuable gift of all. You will know and love yourself. Again, is that true? If I spend six months without no sort, no sort of romantic shit or like no texting, no type of way to get attached to anything for six months would I truly know myself I'm skeptical about that well I truly love myself who knows only then you can choose well and have the real albeit imperfect relationship you deserve yeah I, I don't know and the last you know t- tip that this is giving me as an act of love that will last a lifetime accept yourself in the one you love as is all right accept yourself and the one you love as is the fuck like accept myself as I am I think I mean I do kick myself a lot but before that I would just say that's just how I am so I don't know what the fuck you know I'm stuck in that that one I'm struggling with a little bit it may not come with a big red bow but it is one thing you can be sure everybody wants what the fuck I mean I guess this helped a little bit but um I don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Did it didn't help them. I mean, it, it kind of helped the six months thing. I never thought of, and even the thought of it was like ridiculous to me. So that's how I know I'm addicted to love, but, um, in affection, but yeah, maybe that's what I just have to do. Okay. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm starting these tips and doing bonus opinions at the same time. This is the first official episode of bonus, bonus opinions. So if, if people, if you guys keep listening to it. You might see how I'm doing because, I mean, you best believe I'm going to be as honest as possible on this episode for sure. This is just me getting certain shit out there. Um, it's pretty much just me talking about myself. And if you like it, great. If you don't, go fuck yourself. All right. That's it for this episode of Bonus Opinions. Make sure, you st- uh, you know, new episodes come out every Monday at 6 a.m. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned into that. So until the next episode, until the next official episode of Empty Opinions and the next episode of Bonus Opinions, thank you guys so much for listening.